0: Welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Biver, with me, as always, Stephen White. Hey, Stephen, how are you today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How about you?
0: Oh, man, I am doing great. Uh, We are, what, trucking on toward mid-November here. We got a... People are asking about the playoffs already. It's week 10. I mean, shit, before you know it, it's going to be January.
1: Yeah, this season is kind of motoring alone, you know. Uh, you look up and you're already through the midway point of the season. Uh, even the teams have had bye weeks now. So um, you're starting to weed out the, the the contenders from the pretenders. And this year, some of the contenders are, are a little bit startling. You know, yeah. They might kind of make you uncomfortable. Yeah, you're <laughs> not used to seeing that. I,
0: I, I was looking at it if the playoffs start today which they don't obviously i mean that's kind of a big caveat um if the playoffs are today eight of the 12 teams would be ones that didn't make it last year three of those teams have the longest playoffs have some of the five longest playoff droughts in the nfl history too the rams the bills and the jaguars
1: I mean, it, it's it's a it's a funny year, isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's a funny year. The Rams, to me, probably are the most surprising. I yeah, mean, I, I just don't think anybody could have known just how much better Jerry Goff would be uh, with you know a, a change in, in coaching <laughs> staff. You Who know? would have thought that Jeff <laughs> Fisher was holding his number one quarterback back? <laughs> so, But but you just couldn't assume that uh, they were changing to a 3-4 defense and there were questions about how everybody would fit into that. And and some kind of way, man, these guys have put it together and, and are top in the, in the NFC West right now. I mean, how big of an upset would that be for them to end up winning that division rather than, say, Seattle?
0: Oh man. And like I think it could happen. I mean it's they got a little bit of a lead and you know, I was reading something today, the day too, and like their schedule actually gets easier in the last seven games of the season here.
1: Right. So, so that's and, and a little bit
0: of a plus for them.
1: Absolutely. And and look, Seattle has has made these trades to try to bring in more talent. Uh, you know, they just traded for Dwayne Brown. And the Rams are basically rolling with who they got. And those guys, they made the moves before the season and they grabbed Sammy Watkins. But it, it, really, Sammy Watkins hasn't been the guy that's been uh, no. the difference maker. You know, their addition is really, you know, I think Woods has stepped up and played well. But most it's just been Jared Goff. Playing much better oh, and that yeah. defense transitioning well to a three-four mm-hmm. with Wade Phillips uh, calling the shots. So uh, now I-, I did wonder how Aaron Donald would do doing that defense, and I think he has like four sacks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so he's still effective. I think he's probably not getting as much pressure as before because he's not in position to. But yeah. that still that defense is balling. Yeah, he uh, started the season off ball. I think the first play of the year they had a pick six on the coach. So, uh, you know that, that that team is good. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think we really believe anybody really believes in them yet, though. Yeah, you know it's like they're leading the division, but does anybody really believe they're gonna end up there, you know, winning the division or even making the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that people are ready to go that far yet.
0: No, and, like, I mean, like, I'm just, you know, they they haven't had the toughest schedule. I mean, they played the Colts, and they played the 49ers, and, you know, they played the Giants last week, so it's not, you know, it, it, it's not been the world's toughest schedule, but I mean, I think it's, you look at the point differential, you talked about the defense, I mean, it's not just Aaron Donald with four sacks, it's, you know, Connor Barwin's got four sacks. It's, uh, uh, of course, just like we all predicted before the season, Stephen, Matt, long long cray has four sacks on
2: that whoever
0: (laughs) so you know it's just and then you've got like i mean i think a big difference personnel wise has been really um that andrew whitworth and what a difference that's made with the offensive line i know right who who would have imagined that a bona fide left tackle would have helped a rookie quarterback's <laughs> development or a young quarterback's development.
1: Nobody could have saw that coming. Nobody could have saw that coming. I mean, <laughs> you know. I know. Um, and, and just everybody's playing better. I mean, uh, the running back. Gurley. Uh, Gurley is looking fantastic, back to looking like he was in his yep. rookie year. It's just everybody's playing well. And so, um, you know, I, I keep waiting for Jerry Goff to take a step back, you know, in a game or two. And he seems to be pretty steady. Even in the games that they don't necessarily win, I think he's played well. Yeah. So, um, I I mean, they can only play who's on the schedules, right? So, maybe they have had a quote-unquote easy schedule. But, you know, the NFC right now, a lot of teams we thought were going to be good this year, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, (laughs) not so much. (laughs) You know, the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers. Uh, We got a kind of a musical uh, chairs going on at quarterback with Minnesota. Mm. Uh, it just you know kind of switched out Bradford for uh, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater o- on the roster. I think they're still going to roll with um, who- who's been starting out. Oh, I-, I can't even keep up with who's been starting at quarterback for them. <laughs> but some kind of way they're still li- leading the division because the NFC is just kind of you know, mediocre this year. You got yeah. the Eagles and everybody else basically. So uh, in that situation, right? Yeah. Why can't it be the Rams? Why why can't the Rams end up, you know, winning the division and winning some playoff games? It, 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 I don't, you know, I love the Eagles right now. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is still a second-year guy. He, he may well still hit the wall at some point on the second half of this season. But, I mean, everybody else is kind of up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, you know, I— I can't. I'm surprised. It doesn't. The Panthers don't feel like a six and three team, but here we are.
1: (laughs) I didn't. They they, they seem like their record should be worse, right? I guess because when they lose, they really lose kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what. This last week, you know, it came into the season talking about Cam standing in the pocket more and, and not using him as much in the run game. Shit. Last week. I guess they finally said, you know what? <laughs> Let's go back with the, the horse that Broncos. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you see Cam running a lot. And he's just as effective as he was before. Yep. I guess maybe his shoulder is finally fully healed. But I mean, you know, you see him he's dunking on players to get in the end zone basically. Mm-hmm. So uh and once you have that added element into the offense, it makes everybody more dangerous. I, I still don't necessarily understand the move to to trade Kelvin Benjamin, yeah. and I'm not sure that that's going to help them in the long run. I kind of wish they would have used this same game plan while they still ha- still had Kelvin Benjamin, and maybe they would have had better results. But you know, now that they're doing it, it it's going to come down to if Cam can stay healthy for the rest of this season because it seems obvious that they have decided. Look, you know, we've tried this, you know, not riding him quite as much. In this offense, he scored a bunch of the touchdowns. But as far as like out in the field, run the ball, yeah, they tried to cut back on that. They, I guess they finally decided that look, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ride him, and then you know everything else will build off of that like we used to do. Yeah, and it looked pretty damn effective last week. Yeah,
0: it, it's amazing if you know something that works and you stick to it. How how well <laughs> how well it keeps work. Uh, I, I guess we couldn't complain about Mike Shula if he didn't. Do shit like that,
1: though. Right, and and look, it, there was some merit to to trying to ease oh, off yeah. of, of, of of you know riding Cam like that because sooner or later he is going to break down. Yeah. But when you have an offensive coordinator that sucks as much as Mike Shula yeah. does, <laughs> you know you need all you need everybody kind of playing to their strengths. I would yeah. say. Yeah, uh, We kept waiting for this innovative offense with Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> fooling everybody and going out and, you know, juking guys out of the <laughs> slide and all this. I mean, just, you, you just see the basic shit every week. Running yeah. between the tackles. If you motion them out, we know the ball's going to him. Screens, I mean, nothing really innovative. And so, in that case, where you're basically just running the same offense, just using a different guy to do the stuff, um, you know, you, you can't, hold back Cam from the thing that comes naturally to him. Yeah. And that's taking what the defense gives him. Because yeah. when you do, you lose that element in your offense. And really, even though you've added talent in Christian McCaffrey, you don't really have the added production because you're not doing anything special with them. Really. No. You're not being innovative. And so if you're going to run the same offense, then you're going to need to rely on Cam just as much as you used to. And I think they finally came to that realization. But like I said, we'll see. If over the long haul camp can hold up because that does expose them to a lot of, of hits. And we know that the referees don't really protect him like other quarterbacks.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. I was just looking to see who they played this week. They play the doll. Oh yeah. They're the Monday night game with the, against the dolphins this week. So they should, you know, not the toughest matchup for them. And then they
1: get a buy. So, yeah, but that Indomicon suit guy, yeah, you know, he, he's he always makes you nervous. He always makes you nervous because <laughs> you just never know, you know. He, yeah, he, he, so if he if he's not losing his mind, he, he, you know, he could be flattening your quarterback a lot. Yeah, and yeah. He definitely do not camp getting hit by suit Mm-mm. a whole lot in that game. No,
0: man, that's. Do you realize that's th- the third week in a row we get the Dolphins in prime time.
1: I mean, who, who do we piss <laughs> off? Who who do we need to I mean, apologize? For? I
0: was gonna say, why is God punishing us? But.
1: I mean, and they don't even have a jai no more, so you can't really. Well, I could watch him run over some people. No, what, I mean, what is the attraction now? Really, I just man, come on. I
0: I don't know, man. Why in the hell the schedule makers thought that that would be a good idea? I don't know, but here we are. Um, hey, hey you know what? No, I I. Talk about this isn't a team that's in contention by any stretch of the imagination, but man, they're uglier than I even thought they'd be without Aaron Rodgers. That's the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I know they've had some injuries, and there's just there's only so much you can do when you lose your you know when you play most of the season without your two starting offensive tackles. But I mean, without Aaron Rodgers. It's been so, like, you You really see just all the flaws with that team now. You look at that defense. I mean, that de- I know the defense has had some injuries too, especially in the secondary. But, man, it's just, there's no pass rush to speak of. It just, it, it's just an... A team that just looks like they just don't know what the hell they're doing, and like I knew you knew they wouldn't be very good without Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that was ever up for debate. But man, I, I like they're even worse than I think I imagined without him. They're underdogs to the Bears this week.
1: Well, the Bears have a hell of a defense, yeah. and they have the kind of defense that will score on you. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have an offense that's sputtering the way the Packers are without Aaron Rodgers, uh, it, they, they, I, I suspect or I expect that Bears defense to feast yeah. on Green Bay this week. Uh, it's just, it, like you said, from top to bottom almost, they they just have fallen off. Uh, the defense isn't playing well. You expect the offense to, to take a step back because you can't replace Aaron Rodgers, but it's been the defense yeah. that hasn't risen to the occasion. You know, in that situation, you expect the defense – to kind of step up and take some of the pressure off and that just hasn't happened. And then really, uh, you know, they haven't helped the backup quarterback much either. He's had a lot of, no. they've had a lot of drops since he's been in the lineup. And so, uh, it is just been a total failure from top to bottom. Uh, and it seemed like it coincided <laughs> with, with Aaron Rodgers going down and look, we know, we know that Aaron Rodgers is such a good player that he can hide a lot of deficiencies, yeah. you know. Um, if he wasn't as good as he as he was, then we're not talking about, you know, the game-winning drive against the, the, the Cowboys. We're talking about that defense giving up the game-losing drive to the Cowboys, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we know that he makes that much of a difference, but it's just like nobody is stepping up right now. Nobody is like okay, Aaron's out, and now I have to make more plays. Well, those plays just aren't getting made, yeah. and they aren't winning many ballgames. So uh, I I don't know how it gets any better this year, because like I said, even if you had a better quarterback that you could turn to, uh, <laughs> your defense still isn't playing well either.
0: Yeah. Who was it? Somebody said today that the the, the team – I forget which team they were talking about. It doesn't matter which team. There's so many shitty wins right now. But like, it's like we'd have to change our offense to sign Kaepernick. It's like, what is it about? Oh, is the Broncos? What is it about your offense that you want to keep?
1: <laughs> right. What's so damn special? I haven't seen. It. And I mean, that's what you do regardless. No quarter. No two quarterbacks are the same. No. You don't think that. <laughs> that The Houston Texans changed the offense last week when they turned to Tom Savage. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me right now? Did you see him running some damn speed options to the short (laughs) side of the field or quarterback draw? Of course you did. Mm. But nobody wants to talk about that because you always want they always want it to be like, well, you can't change your traditional offense to you know something where guys run around. But like I said, I, I pointed this out so many times before. Kaepernick can throw from the, the pocket. He did the shit all last year. Mm-hmm. So it, you wouldn't have to change the offense in the first place. But even if you did, that's why they pay you as a coach. That is your job. That's what you would have to do. The, the, look, the Texans are bringing in uh, Josh Johnson. He hasn't thrown a pass since, I think, uh, 2011. You know, if he has to get in the game, you don't think they're going to have to change the offense on for him? Yeah, I, it, 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 this is what you have to do. Regardless, it's just everybody repeats talking points. That, that that's what's so irritating it's about amazing. all this, that, that people will continue to repeat the same talking points without ever examining if it makes any sense at all. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that was just the dumbest fucking. Talking point out of many bad talking points around this whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's going to change the offense for whomever you bring in. I mean, the the Packers have changed the offense since Aaron Rodgers hasn't been there. Of course they have. Of course they have. That's what you do when you put a backup in. You're never going to run the exact same offense. Shit. Deshaun Watson was a backup for the first half of the first game of this season. Yeah. That offense changed dramatically in weeks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. once he became starter yeah. so it's just you know and, and and again it's not like anything novel that's what normally happens when when a backup takes over they start calling things to their benefit or, or to you know to accentuate what that quarterback does well yeah uh, uh, if jimmy garoppolo gets in the game for the 49ers they won't run the same things they ran with better I, I just man it was irritating (laughs) to me and it's irritating because people still repeat that bullshit
0: oh yeah i mean you know it'll go on and on and on and on i mean i'll be interested to see how far the the collusion case goes it sounds like they are getting to some of the owners and now some of the coaches um for the discovery part of that so we'll see if it goes anywhere i mean i'm not optimistic but if there's a snowballs chance in hell it, oppo- it exposes some of the hypocrisy around this i am all for it
1: well what i suspect is that the owners are all going to fight like hell yeah. against discovery they're not going to want to turn over their records and it, it, provided if they actually lose on that if they actually have to provide records to cabinet oh i, I think a settlement is going to be an offering. Oh, yeah. real fast because the last thing I think they want to do is for this to be anywhere near a courtroom where depositions they would have to go through and records publicized. I think that's the last thing these coaches these, these coaches and owners yeah. want to have to go through is something like that. So th- that's, to me, what this case hinges on is whether a judge forces them to turn over their records or not.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It'll... Uh... Just one of many interesting NFL court cases to be – or potential court cases to be following uh-huh. right
1: now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everybody hiring lawyers, ain't they? It's crazy. Crazy. I think I went into the wrong business. I should have been a football lawyer, not a football editor.
1: <laughs> now, listen, all these billable hours right now.
0: Hey. Woo, People getting rich. What, I, what kills me about the potential for the Jerry Jones one is – He'll be paying for both lawyers in a way. If the NFL has to lawyer up because he sues them.
1: <laughs> of course. Of course. He's he going to have to pay for Goodell's or whoever he's suing lawyers and his own lawyer. But he don't care because it's Jerry. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he's, this, this is where some rich people do. They 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 don't get their way. They yeah. go whining to uh, hire an attorney. attorney yeah. and just sue somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to understand what would he be suing them for? Yeah, that's the Uh, damnedest thing, isn't it? Right. Well, he's just going to come up with some shit because they didn't do what I told him to do. I mean, that's not a charge. That's not an actual thing (laughs) you can sue for, Jerry. Somebody should actually mention that to him because I'm trying to understand the end game here. What is your end game aside from alienating almost every other owner in the league? Yeah. You're going to sue the league? But yeah. what you're a part of Yeah, because you didn't get your way on some shit that really and truly, I mean, doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the first place. I, I You know, d- d- they pay Goodell the way they pay him. Yeah. But I have started off paying him that way. Maybe not. But we, we've talked about this before. Yeah. First of all, the, the way Jerry Jones wants this conversation set up will be problematic. Yeah. Because then they could basically uh, hold it over him that they could fire him basically if if he does something they don't like. Yeah. And so then you got nothing more than a puppet as a commissioner. He's already basically a puppet, but we actually be able to see the strings. Yeah. If if that were the case. But also, we all know (laughs) that he doesn't really want the contract to change, he wants the contract to change in a way that makes Goodell walk away. Yeah, exactly. That's really what he's doing. He's trying to sabotage this. He's not trying to do a counter offer or, hey, guys, maybe we could do it this way. What he's really trying to do is make the contract offer so unpalatable to Goodell, especially since, I guess, the parameters of a deal were already in place before he started trying to throw a monkey wrench in this whole thing, Mm. that Goodell gets fed up and says, you know what, screw you, take your money and shove it up your ass. Yeah. So, uh, but regardless, <laughs> he's doing all of this just because he feels slighted over Zeke Elliott. <laughs> yeah. And that's I the mean, only that fucking reason. Fuck. That's so petty. That's so petty. And it's so short-sighted. Like, <laughs> even <laughs> people who are fans of the Cowboys and Jerry Jones have got to be looking at him kind of, you know, with the side eye like, what are you doing right now you, you're hiring a lawyer to do what exactly it is it, really that serious that you're gonna you're gonna sue your fellow owners the guy you guys you were just trying to convince yeah to force goodell out basically you're gonna sue them and then what and then what <laughs> I, I I'm really un- trying to understand the end game here like what do you want a judge to tell them to do yeah, I just don't get it.
0: <laughs> you know what this is like? I was thinking about this this morning. This is like a fight where you really just want like both. If you could see like if both sides could somehow get the shit knocked out of them, that'd be I'd be all right with that. I mean, obviously it's not doesn't work quite that way, but it's a uh, it's funny too because like that OTL report that came out after the New York Times report yesterday talked about you know Goodell was pissed and Goodell was furious over this quote-unquote furious over this and thinks that you know doesn't shouldn't have to work on it in short goodell wants guaranteed money goodell wants a fully guaranteed contract
1: well the, and the thing of it is when you look at, at those leaks yeah they don't really make goodell look good right? no no so to me, I have to wonder who leaked that, right? Who who leaked that? Because whoever leaked that quote, those quotes, I don't know if they're accurate or not, was not uh, uh, Roger Goodell's friend. No, definitely wasn't a friend. You know, because it just makes them sound so out of touch, and make them sound makes them sound greedy. Yeah, for the most part, right? And especially the irony: players can't have fully guaranteed contracts, but this guy wants fully guaranteed contracts. But at the end of the day, they already basically agreed on this. Yeah. Right? Until Jerry started acting a fool, this was all agreed upon. Yeah. So regardless of those quotes, if I'm Goodell, I'm pissed too. Right? Because he can't do anything about it. Like, Goodell can't come out and take a swipe at Jerry. Jerry gets to, you know, continue to shit on uh, Roger Goodell daily. Yeah. Right? As many times as he want to go on the radio or TV interview and talk bad about Goodell, he can. And really there's nothing Goodell can do. No, it's his job in a way. I mean, just it's
0: his job to be their punching bag and take the shit for him when, you know, when those guys screw up. That's what he's done over the years.
1: Right, and that's what you pay me for, but now you're saying you don't want to pay me. Yeah, I'd be madder than a motherfucker right now (laughs) if I was Roger Goodell. I don't give a damn. I wouldn't care what y'all thought about Guaranteed, a, a non guarantee. I be looking down from my ivory tower, like you broke boys can be mad all you want to be. This is my money. We agreed <laughs> to it. I want my damn money, okay? So I mean, and look, comparatively, it's still chump change compared to the money that the owners are making, right? Oh yeah. yeah. They're not paying him anywhere near what they're raking in. Let's be mm. clear about that. However much you think Goodell is making, he's probably still getting. The, uh, the short end of the stick, just like everybody else. Yeah. Right? Nobody's getting paid probably what they are, are let's see, uh, entitled to, except for the owner. That's yeah. why nobody gets to see the financials. That's yeah. why nobody knows how much they're actually really worth. So, uh, like I said, whoever leaked that is definitely not Roger Goodell's friend. And I see, I see where you're going with this, right? We, you don't want us to be Ain't none of us no fucking Goodell fans. Do you, do you really think you got to turn us against Goodell? Hell no. Fuck him. But like I said, if I was him, I'd be pissed off too. Hell yeah. A million, a hundred million, fuck that. That's my money that's my money give me my money and leave me the hell alone jerry jones right and like i said it's frustrating because he can't even come out and say that uh-uh. but i be cussing jerry jones out every day in my office where he can't hear me yeah i'm talking about from genesis to revelation because <laughs> you messing with my money people go to jail for that every day now you know oh, what yeah. i'm saying you messing with somebody money you, i hope you got some pretty good hands on you that's all i'm saying <laughs> We ain't talking about you know messing with some five dollars or something. You mess with somebody multi-million dollar contract? Yeah, yeah, Jones mess around and kiss the face, soon. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: that'll be interesting. How this all because like even if he doesn't go through with the lawsuit for lawsuit for whatever grounds he wants to sue on, it's like is he does he build a group of owners that are enough to cause a problem or maybe even chase Goodell out? Does he? Does he end up pissing off enough of the other owners that he gets tamped back down into place a little bit? I mean, I, you know, you just don't see Jerry Jones going away very... I mean, it's not like they're going to take the Cowboys away from him, so he's going to have a seat at that table no matter what.
1: But see, this is how... This is why I say Jerry Jones is diabolical. He knows how to do the PR game on this. Yeah. Team. Okay? Uh, the ga- Okay, and I really think... I'm starting to think that maybe he's he was behind the, the Kaepernick leaks all alone to, to, the, to the Albert Breers of the world. But to look at it like this, a couple of weeks ago, people were reporting that Jerry Jones had like 17 owners on his side, right? Yeah. And nobody really knew how they came up with that number, but it still wasn't quite enough to, uh, you know, override uh, the competition committee and, and, and cha- make the changes that he wanted to to uh, Goodell's contract offer. But come to find out, it's nowhere near 17, Mm-mm. right? What he did was set up 17 other owners under false pretenses, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, he told them, hey, we gonna talk about this. And then when they got on the conference call, he's like, no, nah, actually, we gonna talk about this, <laughs> right? So he hijacked the conversation, got them on the line under false pretenses, and then all of a sudden people are leaking. Oh, he got 17 owners on his side. Mm-hmm. How cold is that, though? No, oh, yeah. Would anybody even give a fuck if we knew he only had three owners on his side? Shit, we probably know which three owners. We already know Dan Snyder and him mm-hmm. are joined at the hip. So that's one right there. Probably uh, the Panthers owner, too, because he's an asshole as yeah. well. And so that's two off the bat. But three, as opposed to 17, three ain't even a fucking story, right? Three is Jerry Jones tried to build a coalition, but everybody laughed in his face. Yeah. Right. But instead, it was he's mounting a serious challenge because he's got seven. He's already got 17. So, really and truly, what it comes down to, I think the whole suing everybody things is he's mad now that he doesn't have as much power as he thought he had. And maybe as much power as we thought he had, because I yeah. thought, yeah, I thought 17 was high, but I could have seen him convincing 10 owners easily. But to hear it's only three, he only got three people behind him. You, yeah. Jerry Jones, yeah, right? And they said he was he was uh, uh, throwing out stuff on the conference call. Oh, I'm the senior owner. Oh, I'm the senior. yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who gives a shit? Y'all get extra money uh, depending upon how long you've been the owner. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. what what part of the game is this? When when did they start having senior senior owners, <laughs> ranking owners? Yes. What kind of he done made up a fucking uh uh? uh gave himself uh, a title, a, yeah. Gave himself a title to sound like he's above everybody else. and You can't get but three owners. I mean, come on, bro. Yeah. So now, like, the emperor has no clothes. Once you show that he doesn't really have anywhere near close. To where he would need to mount a serious challenge. Now, what's 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 left to you? What's left for a rich person? Sue, sue, him. sue him. Like I said, I don't even know what he would be suing for. <laughs> I think. And again, this leak came from him, right? Yeah. This leak about him getting an attorney came from him. It had to. Yeah. And they he wanted everybody to know it was a high powered attorney, mm-hmm. and they were gunning for these people. But what would you sue for? What would you even be suing for? What yeah. would you be trying That's... to get done? Nobody even talks about the end game. Why? Because there probably isn't one. Yeah. You know, it, this, this is kind of the kind of shit that happens with rich people. I'm going to sue you. And then they never really sue you. Know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy you know sitting at the top of our government right now that's known for that. He's notorious <laughs> yeah. for it. Right? So I'm going to sue you. And now everybody's scrambling. But it's really just, to me, it's just a temper tantrum because he couldn't even get but three owners to side with him. Yeah. So like I said, I mean... <laughs> Just imagine the reception to the story if the first reported number was as low as three. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the 17 kind of gave him credibility. The 17 kind of sounded like he's been working the phones and he's building a coalition and he's maybe even you could have said he was colluding with the 17 uh, other owners. What? I mean, three other owners, that ain't even a powwow. That, I mean, that, <laughs> you can barely even get a good space game in with three other owners. <laughs> One of them might like to renege or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, like, to me, I, I I don't think there's anything for Goodell or other owners to worry about because I don't think he's ever going to do anything. He just wanted everybody to know that I'm throwing a tantrum and people won't listen to me, yeah. so I'm going to hire an attorney and maybe sue somebody for what we don't know yet.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I suspect he'll come back to the ratings. I mean, he tried that stuff with Papa John, which was, I mean, it doesn't get more transparent than that whole situation. <laughs> that kind of blew up on him too and made Papa John look like an idiot. Oh, surprisingly enough, like Papa John needed more help looking like an idiot, but you know.
1: Right, but the, the best part is, I mean, it, it was just a spectacular backfire, right? <laughs> Not only do does... Uh, Papa John's <laughs> lose like millions of dollars in in value on the stock market after this marks. They are named as like the the piece of white supremacy. Like yes. all these white supremacist groups, are like oh yeah, man, we're all in for Papa John's now. Thank you, Papa John, for for standing up for people like us. Right? I mean, how fucking embarrassing is it? that your words, you were trying to put pressure on the players and the coaches and, <laughs> and the other owners to make these players stand and start protesting, and the reaction was you lost a lot of money and just so happened you got aligned, whether you know on purpose or not, with white supremacists. <laughs> so now you got to put out a statement disavowing white
2: supremacists
1: (laughs) oh that's just great fucking headlines right there guy i mean that's just i mean you you gotta give your marketing department a raise obviously they are a bunch of geniuses over there i mean imagine it imagine that you thought you were gonna get your ass up in front of these people and point the finger at protesting and players Like, that was going to help you or something. All of a sudden, you lost all this money, and now you are the official pizza of of Nazis. (laughs) Neo-Nazi of
0: America.
1: (laughs) Like, they got got your uh, 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 stickers all over their cars and shit now. They all over Facebook. (laughs) I'm more pizza from Papa John? <laughs> Singing your jingles and shit. Oh my God! How does that feel? Does that feel? Oh, they, I mean, they even got clowned on by the other pizza fucking places. Oh my God! They killed them. <laughs> the other pizza places killed them. <laughs> fucking Pizza Hut murdered them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Detroit, it wasn't even real pizza places. It's like frozen pizza places.
2: On their their ass. Ass.
1: They're doing those <laughs> dunking on them repeatedly. I don't know what your problem is, but our pizza's selling out the dough <laughs> That's a you problem, bro. Ain't nobody else, shit even wean places was dunking on them. I mean, how do you feel after a week like that, for real? you You might feel worse than the Browns right now. <laughs>
0: It was the it was a Browns level move for PR that marketing that's for sure. I mean it just like all that was like there was just this brief moment is like I was like ah, you know things are bad right now but there's a little bit of hope out there when Pizza Hut can come out there and dunk on your ass.
1: I mean repeatedly and they ran them off Twitter. I mean come on now. <laughs> I mean you have lost in every conceivable way. You publicly lost (laughs) on social media. You literally lost money. And you got aligned with losers. You became the official piece of the losers of forever. Nazis and white supremacists. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're officially endorsed by, I mean, come on, man. So, and and really, look, and and then it comes out that Jerry Jones has this Big state in Papa John's, right? He's got like yeah, 100, state in the 120,
0: 120 franchises.
1: One hundred twenty franchises. Oh man, <laughs> how do you think that conversation went with them after all this went down? <laughs> like right after he got the person to dictate. <laughs> the 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 PR statement they had to make disavowing the white suprema yeah. white supremacists that, that now we're endorsing their pizza. So how do you think that conversation went with him, Jerry?
0: <laughs> I bet it was not too well received.
1: Oh man,
0: <laughs> that's quite the little NFL circus. Peyton Manning owns a bunch of Papa John's franchises too. <laughs>
1: listen it was i've never seen a better illustration of karma in my life no like you just lost every single waste most people they might lose some money they might lose face you lost everything credibility face you you lost on social media you lost in real life you're just a loser and your pizza sucks anyway you know you would think if you're selling shitty pizza for the prices that Papa John's is anyway. Yeah. You yeah. might want to keep a lower profile so people wouldn't even, you know, pay attention to you. Yeah. You're yeah. getting by as it is. Yeah. But now you want to beat your chest. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know that didn't go the way they thought it was. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I tell you what, man.
0: It's just, it, what, a, what a weird fucking year. In the NFL,
1: on and off the field, just crazy stories, crazy <laughs> stories after crazy story. I mean, shit. Last week, damn NFL wide receivers going crazy all of a sudden, and and you know, cheap shotting people and fighting people. They yeah. don't happen every week either. Just all kind of crazy shit happens week after week after week. <laughs> we we're really like we're in week what ten now? Yeah. So we're, we're across the midway point, but it, it feels like we're towards the end of the season with all the drama we've had.
0: Oh, man. What was that? Was Now, that, we got to talk about that. That was a hell of a, just like, out of no, like, I had that game on, weirdly enough, and, uh, like, I didn't see, I looked up right when A.J. Green got Jalen Ramsey and the headlock had brought him down. I was like, what the hell? And sure enough, man, I was just <laughs> And of course comes out Jalen Ramsey trash talked him, as Jalen Ramsey is wont to do. I mean you gotta you gotta be able to handle Jalen Ramsey trash talking you a little better than that.
1: Yeah, I'm look. J- Jalen Ramsey said he didn't say his name personally either. That there, there was the rumor going around that yeah. uh, AJ Green lost it because he talked about his wife or something like that. Yeah. He said he didn't do none of that. He just said he was, he was was it was a wrap for him. Basically, his time was almost up. He was soft, <laughs> All this stuff, right? And Jalen Ramsey, I'm just going to say you need to watch his interviews. I can't do it justice. I'm oh, no, eating. no. But you have to watch. You just Google. Trust me. It'll be worth your time. Google Jalen Ramsey interviews. It's very entertaining. But, I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. No matter how much he talks, this kid is a fucking beast on the field. Oh, man. And he was making life hell on A.J. Green all damn day. He followed him all across the field. Yeah. And so he 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 was bagging it up. Yeah. One, one pass he did catch, uh, it was kind of like uh, the quarterback – I don't think he scrambled, but he had a little extra time. And so uh, – Ramsey was only able to close right at the last minute, but it was one of those. It wasn't a timing route or anything like that. It was just the, the quarterback threw it to him after everybody else. All the other uh, options were exhausted, and Jalen. And even on that play, Jalen Ramsey blasted the shit out of him. That was, yeah. he got his money's worth for that six yard. Hmm. I'm telling. You, so he was lighting his ass up the whole game. Now I don't know what he said. It maybe was the final straw. Maybe it was just the losing all these years, and this year in particular, and then his quarterback isn't playing well, not getting him the football or what. But A.J. Green fucking lost it. And the <laughs> thing about it, I wasn't watching the game. I was watching Red Zone. Because uh, that's just easier for me to keep up yeah, with all- Yeah, yeah. You know? So I had no idea until I went and rewatched the games on Monday uh, that that was, like, supposed to be the last play of the half, really. Like, that, that was the end of the half. Yeah. So uh, if they don't get in a the fight, they just walk off the field, basically. <laughs> so it was a throwaway play. It wasn't like a play that that, that should have led to any kind of conflict in the first place. <laughs> Obviously, the push by Ramsey, uh, hmm. uh, uh, kind of, you know, was the, the 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 strike of the match, so to speak. It was yeah. the thing that set it off. But it had been going for much earlier than that, right? Normally, you will let some shit like that go in the last play of the half. Whatever he had done up to that point, that was the final straw, and and, and AJ Green lost it. And look, he did some MMA shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought he was gonna lock him into a rear naked choke. <laughs> I guess maybe he couldn't fit it around the helmet, so he picked him up, slam him. Jalen Ramsey tried to go be punching him again. in the helmet. Punching him in the helmet. Now I punch people in the helmet, and just look. Pro tip: around the ear hole is the softest part of the helmet. So if you're gonna aim for <laughs> something, aim for that. I, yeah, that's for free. OK, but uh, I mean, he's punching like he's got these short punches going like he's really think he's in M-I- MMA bout. Like, he, oh, yeah, Big John McCartney gonna come and break them up or some, you know, uh, I don't know what happened to AJ Green, but he lost his damn mind. He lost his fucking <laughs> mind. Right. And, and and it's like, what the shit just happened? <laughs> like if I had been watching the game, I wouldn't have believed it because it just Came in on red zone. I couldn't imagine what led up to that. I didn't even know at what point of the game it was. So I'm thinking it was a very competitive play or something, and they just, you know, went overboard. No, yeah. oh, this is like a, a nothing play until <laughs> until Ramsey pushed them. And I, like I said, do yourself a favor and watch the <laughs> interview because it's hilarious. <laughs> and if you happen to get on Twitter, follow a uh, uh, look on Tyler Iams uh Twitter feed because he did reactions like these all of these gifts of oh, yes. describing AJ Green based on Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> description of how mad he was during the game. <laughs> but I mean I look I've rarely seen anybody, anybody lose their mind like that. But especially a guy like AJ Green. He's just known for being calm and not, you know, being boisterous or he's not one of those guys that that, that celebrate out there replay play and all that stuff. He, he's a quiet guy. So for him to lose it like that, man, that was just amazing. <laughs> I love Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> like I said, I, I won't even try. I won't even try. <laughs> I won't even try to imitate that cat <laughs> in interview. And he's just I so just. It's just it so matter-of-fact about
0: it. Like, you can't imitate it, especially in this format, because, like, you got to see his face, too.
1: You got to see his face. You got to see him, his eyes the way he's it's, looking the whole time. It's just it's – Like just, you said, it's so matter-of-fact. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's with a whole lot of attitude, I'll put it that it, way.
0: It's – and, like, we, we, we talked about the surprise teams this year. And, like, obviously Jacksonville – Best defense in the NFL right now. Certainly the best pass defense, secondary and pass rush. But, uh I mean, I, like, this is kind of the attitude that team has needed for a while. Like, this is the spiritual leader that the Jaguars have lacked, you know, over the last few years. And, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to – obviously, like, well, you have a – you know, you're a better team because – you have swag, swagger now. But, like, it's, you know, there's something to that a little bit. It's like, you got some personality. You don't take shit out on the field anymore. It's like, yeah, you got to deal with Blake Bortles still. But, like, you can win the You're still finding ways to come out and win these games now that otherwise you just would have had to wait till Blake Bortles threw four interceptions and the game was over. But, by God, they're doing it. And they've got some personality. And they're just fun as hell to watch now. I mean, a team with Blake Bortles as their starting quarterback is one of the more entertaining teams to watch in the NFL right now.
1: <laughs> and, 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 I hate to say this, but I got to say, Blake Bortles is playing better. Yeah, I yeah. keep saying that the guy – Maybe the about most Blake shocking Bortles thing of a, all. Right, right. It really is. It, it's very disconcerting. And every time I after I finish watching one of their games, I have to kind of like shake my head and be like – Yep, that was really Blake Bortles. <laughs> so, uh, but but the thing is, in in the preseason, the thing I saw from Blake Bortles that concerned me the most was he didn't look like he had any confidence when he threw the football. Yeah, it wasn't that he was making the wrong decision of where to go with the football necessarily. It was that he was trying to guide the football there. He he didn't trust that he would be able to throw the football where he wanted it to go. Yeah, and you could just see it, and and like even when it wasn't an interception or something like that, it was just like he was throwing it without following through. He was It was almost like he was scared of making a mistake. Yeah. And I think he started the season off kind of playing the same way, but you didn't see it much because they emphasized the run so much that they were able to hide him, aside from that first game against the Texans. Yeah. But, but now, here lately, starting to see him throw with a little bit more confidence. He's yeah. actually going ahead and ripping it, and, uh, you know, he's lost his top receiver, but other guys are stepping up and and he's playing better. Look, they haven't had Leonard Fournette the last two games and they've still won. Yeah. Now, a lot of that has to do with their defense without a doubt. But the thing about Blake Bortles is he used to be a detriment, not just not being a plus. He used to be a guy who would throw the game away. Yeah. Right. Or, or <laughs> fumble it away. He would just find a way to fuck up in a way <laughs> – that hurts the team even when the defense is playing well now he's actually being a bit of a plus he's making some throws on third down he's also and look i laugh just like everybody else (laughs) did when they said this about blake bortles getting a starting job because he was more mobile but they are using him yeah it's about once a game he gets a pretty good gain on on a, a read option play yeah and so When he's playing as well as he's played the last two or three weeks, they can beat anybody. Yeah. Because if they get a lead, that defense is going to be on your ass. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, they got Marcel Darius, and that should be against the fucking law. If this is the NBA, they (laughs) should stop that shit for basketball reasons, I promise you. Yeah. Because I'm watching, you know, Avery Jones is there starting those tackles, and that guy is pretty fucking good, right? And Mm -hmm. now you got. Uh, Malik Jackson is all he's a starting three technique right but you got Marcel Darius who could start at either place right and, and maybe be a Pro Bowl type three technique yeah. you got him as the backup he's your backup plan. it's a fucking amazing and then you already had uh, a, a, a Fowler coming off the bench he doesn't actually start technically because uh uh they have Calais Campbell at defensive end on early down. Yeah. But you got him now you got you got them you got Dwayne Smoot who's a defensive end that's playing well. Man they are fucking stacked on the defensive line. They can have nine guys active and you could totally justify it on Sundays. Normally most teams have 7. Yeah. Right. But they could totally justify having nine guys and they got another guy number 55 who's kind of a linebacker type. They work him in on pass rush, too. He he had, he had a sack, I think, against the Colts, and he had a pressure last week. And he's only getting limited reps. Yeah. So even a guy mm-hmm. you've never heard of, I can't even remember his name, number 55, is getting McCray. pass rush for them. So I'm just telling you, man, this fucking defense is amazing. And I'm talking about you get him a lead, and then you got Fournette, <laughs> you yeah. got Ivory, and you got Yeldon, who he fumbled the other day, but has been running well since he came back, right? He was the, the lead back the first game when Fournette was out. Yeah. You give them a lead, they can salt the lead away on offense with their running game, and they can put your ass away on defense with their pass rush. Yeah. So, again, I'm just telling you, I would never, ever, ever, ever bet on Blake Bortles <laughs> continuing to play well, right? I have to <clears throat> see to believe it, just like everybody else. Every week. But if... If he can continue to play just at the level he's at, not Tom Brady level, just, you know, not throwing the game away. Yeah. If he can just do that and they can continue to play with the lead, man, this team can beat anybody and especially anybody that has an offensive line that ain't up to snuff. And we all know that there's probably more teams with bad offensive lines than good offensive lines this year in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I was just you know <clears throat> the schedule gods have smiled on the Jaguars too because like their next four games are the Chargers, the Browns, the Cardinals, and the Colts, <laughs> and then they get the Seahawks in Week 14. And like you say, that ought to be pretty interesting because now and the Seahawks have a little bit better offensive line. Now they got Dwayne Brown in the fold, but <clears throat> you know Dwayne Brown can't play all
1: five positions over there <laughs> either. So man, wasn't that apparent this week? Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I thought Dwayne Brown played well yeah. against, against uh, Washington, but, yeah. man, everybody else was terrible. It,
0: yeah. They can't run the ball for shit right now in that offense. I, It's just amazing to me that they decide to let Russell Wilson so talented and then they take the governor off of him in the fourth quarter and they make those plays. I mean, I guess you could probably argue that they scored a little too soon, but it was the kind of play where you couldn't really help it. But just like – you, they can't find a rhythm for four quarters like that? Come on.
1: Well, now, I, I'll say this. Russell Wilson played uncharacteristically bad against Washington. I don't know. The whole team, really. Yeah. The, yeah. the whole team just looked a little off. Like, they were a little, I, I don't know, lethargic. Yeah. But but especially Russell Wilson, he threw uh, an interception just right in the coverage, right to the linebacker, I think it was. And I I don't know when's the last time I seen him make a throw like that. It wasn't a tip ball. It wasn't, you know, he he just a little bit off. He threw it right at the defender. Yeah, I'm like, and he had plenty. It wasn't a blind throw or anything like that. He just threw it right to him and almost threw another one to the same guy later. And I'm like, what the shit is going on? (laughs) You just don't really see him make those kind of plays. Now, eventually he came around, like you said, and, and it kind of seemed like everybody did. You know, all of a sudden everybody in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden you want to come alive. Yeah, but for whatever reason, they started that game off stale as hell, and they kept giving Washington opportunities, and finally they started cashing in on them. it. It was it was a really bad loss because while, like you said, getting Dwayne Brown didn't solve all your problems on the mm-hmm. offensive line, and they still were getting after uh, a Russell Wilson. A lot of the he, you know one of the things we usually give him credit for is not making big mistakes, right? Yeah, he, he might take a sack or something like that, but Usually he's very careful with the football. Yeah, and, and but he, he just threw it right in the coverage. You, you 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 don't account for that because you don't you're not used to him doing that kind of thing. So uh, it, 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 they made themselves a hole. They dug out of it, and like you said, they they scored a little bit too early. But what are you supposed to do? Your offense has been <laughs> yeah. kind of up and down all all, all all game. Now they were only down three, I think. So a field goal would have at least tie it. But your field goal kicker missed three kicks yeah. in the first half. You're really going to trust him right now. Yeah. So I, I And you can
0: trust your defense, too. I mean, typically if you're the Seahawks, no, what's the I'm, one thing you can trust, you know?
1: Right. You, usually you think you can, but that, that particular time. Yeah.
0: Well, they didn't have Earl Thomas last week either.
1: Right. And, and like I said, uh, uh, Bradley McDougal, I'm very familiar with him because he played here in mm-hmm. Tampa. Is a pretty good player, but you just cannot replace Earl Thomas. You just can't. Yeah. And so that's always going to be. It's going to knock your, your your defense down a little bit. And I thought for the most part the defense played pretty well all game, but they didn't necessarily make some of the plays that we're used to them making. Uh, uh, the the cornerback twenty five, uh, you know, gives up a, a really bad uh, hole near the end zone to set up a score, uh. They, they just played uncharacteristically bad across the board, I thought. Mm-hmm. And and just, you know, they they, they put themselves – they played like a bad team or they played like a mediocre team. They played kind of down to Washington's level, and then next thing you know, they end up losing. Yeah. Uh, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I really couldn't that Washington flew all the way across country and then of all places to play Seattle where we know it's hard – for opposing teams and then for uh seattle to just picked up dwayne brown i just i just really thought it was no way they were gonna lose that game yeah but they found a way so uh (laughs) but once again that kind of shows the nfc just ain't the nfc this year no not what we're used to because we kind of a few years back we kind of thought the nfc was a little bit stronger than the afc this year everybody's just kind of you know going through the motions it seems
3: yeah yeah, you know, and
0: and speaking of the AFC, I'll be interested because I I think it's a interconference game this week, but I'm kind of interested. We talked about the Bills a little bit at the beginning, but you know they host the Saints this week, and should be Calvin Benjamin's first game in uniform for the Bills. He was they had a Thursday night game last week, so that made it tough to get him on Tuesday and have him in uniform ready to go on Thursday. But uh, he should be ready to go this week, and I, I don't. I'm pretty anxious to see that game because New Orleans is a tough out now too.
1: Yeah, New Orleans actually has a defense. Yeah. And and for so long, we were wondering when they could ever give a defense to uh, Drew Brees that would allow him to to actually win some of these games when he's throwing for 400 yards and and playing so well, but still ends up losing in a shootout. Um, and, And finally, they have that kind of defense. Maybe not ne- necessarily the 85 Bears, but no. like I said, the thing about them is they don't really make mistakes. They don't beat themselves anymore. They, they don't really give up a whole bunch of big plays. Yeah. So you're going to have to work the ball down the field just like any other good defense. Uh, uh um. So uh, now and then, <laughs> you know, uh, New Orleans really hasn't had to lean on Drew Brees lately either. Uh, they're running a game with uh Mark Ingram, uh, and the rookie uh, out of Tennessee, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, yeah, that's his name. Uh Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Uh, are just a really nice one-two combo right now, and Kamara is just—he's developing right before our eyes. Yeah. Um, he—he—he he, he wasn't the feature back at Tennessee until like halfway through his last season there. Um, so you—you you didn't really get to see. All the skills that he apparently has. But, man, he showed some amazing running ability against uh, Tampa Bay last week. Of course, at this point, <laughs> it's, it's safe to say the Bucks' defense kind of <laughs> sucks. So take it with a grain of salt. But, I mean, just, just watching him and the way he moves and how fast he is and acceleration, that kid is exciting to watch. And then the more you think about it, the more it's like, man. The more they can lean on his running game, the less Drew Brees has to do. Yeah. The more he'll be prepared uh, for the end of the season, and be fresh. Yeah. Because because he hasn't had to try to lead lead his team back from a twenty point come uh, comeback again in all these second half. Yeah. He, he's able to chill and just hand it off in the fourth quarter a lot of times now. So that that's a very dangerous team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they're gonna run away. Uh, with the the NFC South, this the second half. I know the Panthers are kind of making a push, but I just it's hard to believe in them. Yeah. From week to week, <clears throat> the Buccaneers are out of it. The Falcons don't believe in them anymore. No. Uh, so uh, I mean, the 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 in a year where there aren't very many dominant teams, man, the Saints just might sneak up on some people.
3: Yeah.
0: You still there? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. My computer like went blah, 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 so, When I, <laughs> I just had to make like, and everything went really quiet. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I just stopped <not> talking. <laughs> oh, and Atlanta plays Dallas this week too, so that'll be uh, they could be in. I, that's a talk about a Super Bowl hangover.
1: Yeah, and again, uh, teams don't say the same from year to uh-uh. year. You, you kind of expect them to, and it's, you know, yeah, the the Patriots that they seem to figure it out from year to year, but most teams have changes that that affect the way they play from year to year. And this year, it obviously the offense coordinator change has been a huge deal. Yeah, um, uh, I, I'm not quite sure how Sarkeesian got the job in the first place. I guess he's a great interviewer. Like he's on LinkedIn or something. He's got somebody make him a really cute, pretty, uh, uh, resume. You know, he's probably got it all in cursive and stuff. Um, but some kind of way they gave him this job that he wasn't prepared for. Yeah. Uh, you, you have a guy that's trying to, uh, I don't know what he's trying to do, to be honest with you. He's got so much talent on that offense. And for them to not be able to score is just it, – it, it's, it's malpractice. Uh, I could go in there and call plays for Atlanta and be successful because they have talent. You don't have to man- manufacture yards with them. They, they are good enough to make yards. You got Mohammed Sanu, you got Julio Jones, uh, and, and you got the dynamic duo in the backfield – you got Matt Ryan, who, unless it's a playoff game, is pretty good. So <laughs> I, I don't get what the problem is. I don't even understand. I'm watching the film like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Like, it's not hard. And it's just, it seems like every week uh, he's failing them. Yeah. And, and, and I said this before, their defense has always been set up to play with the lead. You know, if they get a lead on you, they're going to get out to you. And they got a real good secondary, but when when they don't have a lead, you can you can run the football them. You can do everything. Yeah. And so they're not really equipped. They're not a team that's equipped to to win a close games in the fourth quarter with their defense. Their offense has to lead the way, and it's not. not only are they not leading the way, I mean they they fucking stink right now. Oh God, <laughs> they're pretty <laughs> terrible. It, you know when you got Julio Jones blowing wide open touchdowns, you know something is awfully wrong with this team. Yeah, I just don't see that. Yeah,
0: I, it's in. I mean, like it just really seems like it's in there. You know, like I, like it's. We talked about this a few weeks ago, just like going from losing that game against the Patriots and then just starting to you know, where you're just questioning every single damn thing about yourself and who, you know, your team and everything like that. But, oh, it's something else. Hey, there's one more quick thing I wanted to bring up because it kind of happened today. And it's happened, um, I don't know, uh, why the Colts decided they'd get the, uh, who's running the medical, running point on the medical situation in Indianapolis, but they seem to have screwed up another, uh, medical situation when now Advante Davis is cut. I mean, not that the Colts were a big what? story anyway.
1: Did <laughs> they you, cut? they did, cut him? Did you see that? No, nah, I, I didn't see it. Yeah. I did, well, this did you is see the thing me.
0: yesterday? Like Vontae Davis yesterday, we talked to like that. Oh yeah, In the locker yeah. room and like came <clears> out and it was like, you benched me. I'm dealing. I told y'all I had a groin injury and it wasn't better yet. You'd benched me for my play. My groin's not better. I told you that. Right. And then they cut him today. They just out now out yeah,
1: cut that's him. that's Amazing. I mean, that's amazing. it's amazing. First dumb. of all, he was upset because he feels like he has a personal relationship with the head coach. Yeah. Evidently, the head coach is at his wedding or something. Yeah. But you got to be careful about that in the first place because they're still your boss. Yeah. Right. Uh, he can be friendly with you, but y'all can't never really be friends until after one of y'all stop doing what you're doing, whether he's not your coach anymore or you're not his player anymore. Yeah. Um, and so you got to be careful about that anyway. But he felt like they disrespected him because Pajano didn't tell him directly. He had somebody else come and tell him that he was benched. And Vonte being a proud guy and a guy who's played at a high level for a long time felt disrespectful, and, uh, disrespected, and he also felt like uh, they should have given him a little bit more rope, so to speak, uh, because of his history there. You know, he's played through injuries before he pointed that out, and he's played well. He just felt like, well, maybe if they felt like he wasn't playing well enough, why not shut him down for a few weeks? Because, like you said, everybody knew he wasn't quite healthy. He was trying to play through an injury, and everybody knew it. And you know he was trying to do that for the team. So you know if you're the team, why not reciprocate that and say, "Well, we're going to give you time to heal up. We're not going to bench you. Uh we're going to get you straight for a few weeks and then bring you back." And he mm-hmm. that's a very good point, but you, you you can't call them out that way and expect probably to stick around. Yeah. Um it's a little shocking to hear that they did cut him. But this happens all the time. A guy speaks out, speaks his mind, and even though he's telling the truth, they feel some kind of way about it. Yeah. Now it's the coach, so they ain't going no fucking where this this year anyway. Yeah. Right. Let Let's be clear about that. <clears> they barely beat a shitty fucking Texans team that 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 you know, lost all these guys to injury. Uh, starting Tom Savage. Tom Savage almost beat them. Yeah. So it's the fucking coach. They ain't going anywhere this year anyway. Yeah. So uh, I guess it didn't matter to them whether they had their Pro Bowl corner or not, especially since they have a guy they think maybe is pretty good anyway in Pierre Desir. Um, but it it was the way they handled it looks bad to me. I, I'm, I'm just looking from the outside looking in. Here's a guy that has been a good player for you, has sucked it up and played through injuries for you, and then you just kind of throw him to the wayside as soon as he can't play with an injury. He's trying to play through the injury for the sake of the team in a year where they aren't going anywhere and everybody knows it and you cut the guy and and look, I I understand, like I said, it's hard for them to keep you around after you call them out like that, but why not try to work it out? Why even let it get to this point? And and, and look, you had to know something was going to happen when you left him behind in in the last week. Now, now now he's not even good enough to go with you to the away game. Yeah. So uh that's I don't know, man. The coasts are a fucking mess anyway. Yeah. You got articles coming out this week about the owner talking shit about the franchise quarterback and making it seem like he's soft and it's just mental. He's not really hurt, he could play, and that is like, you know, that's the worst thing you could do in the world, especially, I mean, the the coast owner who you know, basically just out of rehab, been in all this trouble. Now, you talking shit about your quarterback. Like, who, what gives you the right to do that? Yeah. And why would you do it in the first place? This is your fan, franchise quarterback, Andrew Luck, and you're making it seem like he's mentally soft. How yeah. does that help anybody? Yeah. And so I, you know, the, the, the whole organization is dysfunctional. So it, it, the truth of the matter is maybe this will be a good thing for Rontae Davis. Maybe he'll be able to pick somewhere else to go. Yeah. I think he has a go-through waiver since it's after he the He might train. have oh. groin
0: surgery too. So that could be, I mean that would be the, the end of his season. But he's still free to sign whenever. I mean, you know, he could be like, I forget who did it last year, but you know, some of those guys have signed good contracts before free agency actually starts cuz they're already a free agent, but
1: So did they so did they have to give him an injury settlement then? I don't think so.
0: I mean, I don't I don't I mean, if he's hurt it. how do yeah, they, kind they cut of him I and I he's figured. hurt. That's what I I don't know I'm not real clear on it to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, that's that's weird. Uh, and, and he said he had put off uh, again, man. I mean, if you're the player, you got to look at it from a player's perspective here. If you put off surgery, he said that he had uh, different opinions on his groin. Uh, one doctor wanted him to have surgery. The other one said, you know, rehab and try to play through it. it when you suck it up, man, and you put off surgery, uh, trying to help the team win. And then they repay you with cutting you, man, that that shit hurts. I mean, when they repay you by benching you, it hurts. But then for them to cut you, I mean, it just this got to feel like they're stabbing you dead in the back on the way out the door. I mean, because now everybody (laughs) knows you're hurt. So you might as well get surgery. But like I said, I don't know how it works with an injury settlement. But it seems like they shouldn't be able to cut him now that we know he's hurt in the first place.
3: Yeah
0: it's going to be a, what a mess. There's a lot of just teams that are just a mess, a shitty, crazy mess this season. And there's going to be some serious reckoning in the off season with the Colts and the Giants and the Browns and all this shit. It's just going to be, I mean, you, you think the, <laughs> you think the court cases in the, in the, in the out of nowhere teams are making the season wild. Just wait till the off season rolls
1: around. Man. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> And I know we we're up on it, but uh, I'm looking at the Browns. They, GM, got to come out and answer questions about whether he sabotaged the trade or not. Yeah, How is that going to work out? Like, <laughs> you actually have to answer whether or not you sabotaged the trade because your coaches don't like you anymore? The coaches that work for you or to work for the team that you kind of, you know, kind of supposedly over if you're Sasha Brown. I, that, that organization is the fucking worst. Oh, I mean, and and, and, and and he couldn't even answer. Like, his answers on the other stuff about whether there was a a, a a rift between him and the coaches, I don't know if you read that, but, like, he didn't really just come out and say no. Yeah. He didn't put a, a, a pretty face on the act like they was all getting along, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: it's... <laughs> They're the, they're the Papa Johns of, uh, of NFL franchises. <laughs> Just poorly run. It's going to be interesting to see, man. I uh, We're going to have some shit to talk about in January and February and March this year, I tell you what. Or next year. But uh,
1: I mean, shit, the way the season's going, we'll have some crazy shit to talk about again next week. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit. Who knows what'll Something happen?
1: Something wild will happen. <laughs> I guarantee
0: you. I guarantee you. And we'll be back next week to talk about it. And uh, I'm sure, like you say, we'll have lots and lots of ground to cover. So uh, we'll do it again next week. How's that sound?
1: Sounds good to me.